How do you do, everybody? Welcome to the Big Dudes in the Trenches podcast. It is us, the three biggest dudes in all the land, ready to talk some football with you guys. Well, I'm I'm big in one way, but not the other. Yes, you are rotund. That is correct. That, that's what I meant. You are larger than your entire home state. It's it's okay. That's not that much of an accomplishment, though. Hey, so. we get to talk about one of those teams today, though. And that is an accomplishment because they're, for some reason, the Big South. All right, so let's for for now. Let's let's get this started correctly here. As you can tell, all three of us are on board for this episode. It's very exciting. Rare when that happens anymore, but it did happen today. Looking it's getting into it. football season. Usually, we're pretty good during the season. I would not make any promises. All right, I, I'm not because I know what my schedule looks like. <laughs> Uh, but this is another episode of our conference preview <laughs> series. We are right now working our way through all of the FCS conferences. Four more on tap today. If you're with us live on Twitch, of course, I always say that's the best way to catch the show. If you are watching after the fact, you're going to be seeing these one at a time. This is the Big South OVC that we're starting with today. And... Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, you can still see all of our cool graphics and stuff. So recommend checking us out on there at the Bloodline Entertainment Network's YouTube page or on bloodlineentertainment.net or .com. I think it's .com. It's just I think it's blood, .com. It's bloodline.com or bloodlinenetwork.com. Bloodlinenetwork.com. Yeah, Got it's, it in it's scrolling across the bottom. So another good reason to watch it on Twitch or on YouTube is so you get these links correct instead of when I try to read them because I'm not as good as reading them as Tug is. So hopefully you'll get a taste of that later. Today. One time today. One time. Which means I you'll get it on the fourth to... episode if you're listening to these individually. You should watch all four. Or Tug could do it four times. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Oh, well, anyway, let's let's go ahead and get started with this thing. Anything you guys want to talk about with the Big South OVC before we get started? Are they just going to change their name like to one unified conference as opposed to trying to keep both of their names? No, they're going to stay. Oh, okay. This is the official rename of whatever it was last year. Uh, technically, they were separate conferences last year, but they kind of had a scheduling agreement or something. And then the Big South lost a couple additional teams to the CAA, and the OVC lost an additional team to the Missouri Valley. So now the Big South OVC are joined at the hip, and instead of two separate automatic qualifiers, they're stronger one, together. It'll be one automatic qualifier out of the joint Big South OVC. And so there's yeah, only, one really... team com- only one team coming out of this conference. Maybe. <laughs> yes. It's really interesting, Probably. too, because this this conference used to have a lot of better teams. Uh, and they've all kind of kind of similar to what we've seen at the FES level. They've sought greener pastures and have moved on to better conferences. If I'm looking at this conference right now, I wouldn't be surprised to see SEMO potentially go into trying to get to Missouri Valley here in the next couple of years as well. Not just for football, but for basketball as well. So. It's uh it's a very interesting time for conference realignment at all levels of division one football. 
I I do gotta say, I think the logo winner for this conference is uh, UT Martin. Uh, that is just I I personally that's my favorite logo in this conference. The Skyhawks. It's I the think... aviator glasses on the hawk. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty cool. I think Simo Simo uh, leaving is the best chance for them to see Mo playoffs. A God. <laughs> all right, let's get started Beautiful. with the all the all conference team. According to us, the big dudes in the trenches. Of course, we got to start off with the best quarterback in the conference. Has been that way for a couple of years now. Zevi Eckhouse out of Bryant. And they is... still haven't done anything. Yeah, individually, he's really great. But it's almost as if it's Patrick Mahomes himself playing with a bunch of third graders. You still can't win in the NFL with that roster. So it's brutal out here for Bryant, Zevi Eckhouse, and a bunch of bunch of third graders. <laughs> it's terrible. but <laughs> Oh, man, Kenny Dyson Jr. would kick my ass for that. Throw a defensive line over there. Uh <laughs> But we do have a couple of really phenomenal, nationally recognized as sensational players on this screen here. Gino Hess out of SEMO, Zach Geig out of SEMO, uh, also an award winner on the offensive line there. Ty French was one of our nationally recognized defensive players last year out of the FCS. Uh, I don't believe he got in on too many other award lists, but man, Ty French was on our radar for sure. And especially with Gardner-Webb and their two FBS games. They still snuck into the playoffs at like six and five. But, man, Ty French was a big reason why. Um, I'll go ahead and hand it off here. I feel like I'm talking uh, a whole bunch. I mean, we're, we're, we're <laughs> seeing this is one of those conferences where there's a clear de- delineation between the top teams and then those scraping by. Your top teams are going to be SEMO, UT Martin, and Gardner-Webb. Uh, you see a lot of Bryant guys, but not a lot of – you see four Bryant guys, but none of them really take over a game. Um, I don't know. Ethan Getman can nail them field goals. Just unfortunately, generally speaking, unless you have a really good defense, you need more than field goals to win a game. And uh, Bryant does not have a particularly great defense. Gotta say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of Kenny Dyson. I think the the secret for all these teams, not to tip my pick on where I want to organize teams in the uh, tier list we got coming up here, but you're going to have to figure out how to contain the explosiveness of Geno Hess and Ryan Floroni from SEMO if you want to have any chance of really competing in this conference. Unfortunately, most of my knowledge and having seen UT Martin play uh, has to do with when they're playing Memphis or Tennessee or Vanderbilt. Like They are kind of the punching bag of the state. Nobody really wants to touch Chattanooga too much anymore. And, uh, you know, when your school loses its accreditation, you better hope that you're good at football because there ain't much else worth going there for. (laughs) I do want to say watch out for the Ohio State transfer at linebacker for Tennessee State. Kevon Pope out there playing for head coach Eddie George. Very exciting. Isn't that the dude who left in the middle of the game? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so now he's in the FCS. Good for him. Finding ways to survive. One of the, the, fans. One of the HBCUs that's not in now. the uh, in the SWAC or the MEAC. They've got some pretty nice facilities down in Nashville there too. 
and they usually play their home games at Nissan Stadium, sometimes going back and forth to their actual home stadium on campus because they do have one, but they just want to play at Nissan, which I don't blame them. Play in an NFL stadium. Why not? No more Southern Heritage Classic, though, which is extremely depressing. So no trips to Memphis. No trips to Memphis. All right, let's, let's get yeah. out of here. Before you I got end. anything to add to this, Doug? Or Tug? I, this is one of those conferences, man. It, it's a new conference effectively by combining two of them. Like I said, the, the Big South and a couple of the teams in the Big South. Actually, it was UT Martin coming out that's really going to be the big big player now. And then SEMO, I believe, was in the Overland, yes? Or were they in the Big South, too? They've been in the OVC for several years. I, They've I been in the OVC sure. since at least I was in high school. Yeah, so and SEMO coming <laughs> out of the – It's Ohio Valley Conference. Nah, whatever. That's, that's what – I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I saw you and I second guess myself and I just I'm dumb. Yeah. It's that's okay. Uh, but coming coming out of the Ohio Valley Conference, you're you're really putting big against big in this conference just to see who comes out on top. Definitely feels like a battle of Semo's offense versus Gardner Webb's defense coming up in short order. Very much looking forward to that. But a couple of teams in this conference did not make our all conference list <laughs> there. Uh, Lindenwood and Charleston Southern. Can we just throw those in the better luck next year? Um, I think Charleston Southern is actually a little bit better than that. But Lindenwood? Lindenwood is definitely fair. We could start off there. (laughs) (laughs) Why does Gardner Webb's logo look like an old-timey Fresno State logo? Or Georgia or insert other Bulldog team here. It's It's the Bulldogs. It's, okay, valid. Uh, technic- technically, actually, Garden Web is the running Bulldogs. So, if anybody has <laughs> the right to claim this particular version of the logo, it is Gardner Web. Fair, I guess. <laughs> Here's <laughs> sticking with Lindenwood for a second. Here's what really irritates me and blows my mind about Lindenwood. There are okay. two different Lindenwood universities. There's this one, yes. who's Division One. Yep. And then there's another Lindenwood. I believe yeah. it's Division Two or NAIA. I don't I don't fucking remember. And they uh you gotta add them to the list of worst football fields in the country. They've got oh, the red no. and gray, and it blows my mind every single time I see it. I like I every time I see this Lindenwood, I have to remind myself like, nope, that's a different school. But man, is this an awful, <laughs> awful field to look at? This Linwood's fine though, so at least they have that going for them. Yeah, yeah. The other one is rough, but this one's in Missouri, so it's equally rough somehow. <laughs> 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 uh, I I guess we kind of got it out of order already, but I do want to keep some semblance of order here. Uh, why don't we go ahead and jump to the Bryant Bulldogs? Another Bulldog team in the conference. I would enjoy putting them in better luck next year. I don't think they're that good, but I think with Zevi Eckhouse, they're going to jump up into the not-that-bad territory. Um, they're going to win a few games. They're getting ready to go to the Colonial. I just They don't bring a lot to the table, 
that makes me go, hell yeah. I mean, they have two guys that make me go, hell yeah. Ethan Getman is actually really good at kicker. I wasn't kidding about that. I believe you, but they're not people. You guys have told me this many times. I mean, he's a bulldog. He's not a person. So <laughs> I am perfectly fine putting Bryant as high as a tough out um, just because of what Zebby Eckhouse brings to the table. But I don't think they really have a whole lot going for them outside of that, which takes them down a tier for me. That's, that that yeah. makes sense. I I would agree. They they're not great, but they're not going to be awful too. Your quarterback can only carry you so far. There's ten other guys on the field. Yep. Charleston Southern up next. Now I already tried to make a case for not that bad, but uh, I don't know if you guys are going to lean in a particular direction. I mean, I'm fine with them at the back end of not that bad. I really don't see them doing much this year. I'm also perfectly okay putting them in better luck next year. Yeah. I mean, this is probably like a three-win team. So <laughs> so the real question is, do you think Lindenwood gets three wins? No, actually. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Doug and I just immediately, no. I think, I right. think you got to put them in not that bad then. So, so Lyndon Wood is now the Mendoza line. No, no, we. I don't know. We're gonna have anybody else that that low. I don't think we're gonna have anybody else that low. Well, we might, but let's talk about Eastern Illinois first, who has been building. They're really trying. Credit to them for putting in the effort here. Um, I think their offensive line is improved from what they have been recently. And I really like the defensive back that we didn't talk about on the all-conference team, but he was there on the slide if you want to go back. Nick Coates is really, really good. Uh, I don't know if that makes a defense, having one really awesome defensive back out there. But at the same time, I I guess I'm arguing, I think Eastern Illinois is deserving of being as high as a tough out this year. And part of that is – some massive projection on my part. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Eastern Illinois' improvement, and I expect some, but I do recognize putting them that high would be a stretch for what we've seen in recent years. Yeah, I'd say it would be a stretch. They haven't been good in a long time. I mean, we're, yeah. we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel here. And that's the unfortunate thing about the OVC, in my opinion. They've got a lot of schools that should be doing better and just aren't. You're right. (laughs) You're right. It's fine. Uh, Let's talk about Gardner-Webb. A little change of pace here. A really good team who made the playoffs last year. And and should contend for them again. I would say they are one of two playoff contenders right now in this conference. Uh, and I guess let's go ahead and jump to the other one because we've already kind of hit on it. I don't know what order to put these two in. I, I think you got it right. Take, I was going to say, I'd probably take Simo over Gardner-Webb. I would I would stick with Gardner-Webb. And it, I know year to year, it's really hard to talk about teams, uh, especially yeah. in college and especially at the FCS level when you have so many transfers in and out. Uh, but Simo 
Simo felt like they were on the cusp and finally broke through last year. I don't know that they're. I don't know what they have coming back this year that they're going to be able to continue that progress. And most of their strength is on the offensive side of the ball. When you watch them play, they've got that explosive style of offense. Yeah, those guys are still back, but dude, were they able to maintain anything on the defensive side of the ball? Whereas I know Gardner Red's going to come out with a fantastic defense again and going through the whole season, going down the stretch. I feel more comfortable taking a more established and better defense in Gardner Wood. That's fair. Yeah, I do think Simo has the best linebacking core in the conference by a significant margin, though. The defensive line and defensive back rooms, I would give to Gardner Webb. Linebacking core, I'd give to Simo. I mean, running back is almost neck to neck, honestly. I mean, we've talked about Geno Hess, but we didn't hit on Nary Gaither, who is also extremely good. I'm, it's kind of a coin flip to me. I'm fine leaving it how it landed. I didn't intend to put Simo behind Gardner Webb, but you, I also you tried. That. I watched you try to put Simo <laughs> ahead, and the system wouldn't let you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump to Tennessee State here. The Tigers are head coached by Eddie George in his second home of Nissan Stadium. Very exciting. Uh, I see some big potential for Tennessee State to. Uh, particularly on the defensive side of the ball this year. I don't know what they're going to be able to do on offense. I think this is very much so a work in progress as a team. And the administration knows it, and they're giving Eddie George a pretty significant leash. I'm excited to see what he can do here. But I think I mean, the highest we can go with him is, is a tough out. You you say that, but every – and I know we need to put somebody there It looks really bad when we have a middle – here and nobody goes in it but even based on what you're saying they're progressing they're going to make those those strides but the way you were describing it sounds more like a not that bad team i mean okay <laughs> that's just what Fine. i found. i was i was hoping somebody else but that's yeah what I, I heard I was hoping somebody else would chime in too, Bug, but it is what it is. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at their schedule. I don't see anything that's like really jumping off the page at me. They open against uh, Notre Dame, so that'll be fun. Uh, but again, yeah, we're not going to really first, learn anything about them. The first FCS matchup in Notre Dame football history. So pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, that's because they're coming back from Ireland the week before. Yes. Yes. And they the Southern Heritage Classic is still going on. It's just not with Jackson State anymore. They're playing Arkansas Pine Bluff in Memphis their second week of the year. It's just not, not the same, man. Just not the same. All right. Moving on to Robert Morris. The Colonels are in their second, third year in Division One. I. I don't think they're eligible for the playoffs. Even if they were, they would have no shot at contending for them. I'm willing to put them in front of or behind Lindenwood. <laughs> like, I really don't think Robert Morris is going to be good this year. Okay, more well, and or I think less everybody win. I don't know. I think everybody recognizes Robert Morris as a basketball school anyway. Uh, so I would say better luck next year is perfectly valid. Yeah. And, I see uh, him as a hockey school. Of course you do, weirdo. I mean, there you go. <laughs> not football <laughs> uh let's talk about tennessee tech or alternatively 
we can just throw them like in the middle of Bryant and Eastern Illinois and not talk about them. <laughs> Sounds right. That's, that's probably right. <laughs> All right. That leaves UT Martin. <laughs> All right. These well, guys, I, think... stuck... I would put them in a tough out. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I'm I was... stuck between <laughs> tough out and really good. I was thinking really good earlier, but honestly, it's more fair to say they're a tough out. Like, so, this is a clear, decisive one and two in the conference, and then there's a drop-off. And I think yeah. everybody across the country kind of recognizes it as such. But, I mean, UT Martin... UT Martin might end up racking up several wins, and their resume will look impressive if you don't know what you're looking at. But... If they end up like a seven, eight win team, that wouldn't surprise me. I guess is what I'm saying. I so, don't think they're really going to be that good. So I got to ask this. The NCAA says it's all about the student athlete, right? How do you allow a school that doesn't or has lost its accreditation to retain membership in the NCAA? Because they don't actually care about the student athletes. Ah, because, of this. because it's about money. Yeah. Good. Just, just want to make sure. UT money? That's hmm. it. <laughs> oh man that's terrible <laughs> but also but, true i guess that does it for the big south ovc uh kind of a quick hitter there felt like we went pretty quickly but i think the tier list is unfortunately pretty accurate a lot of bunching <laughs> up at the bottom there is how is what it god, is I, god i hate it when we agree with what we just said yeah, well, me I mean, too. even even go back what two years, and everybody just kind of looked at the OVC and said, "Oh, cool, they're there," and kept going. Like Semo's emergence last year was a little bit of a shock, if we're being completely honest. Yeah, because it wasn't I'm, like they were just dominating the OVC. They kind of kicked off their season with a big comeback win against SIU in Carbondale. That's huge for them, and that really put them on the right track all season. They got the game at home this year, so we'll see what happens there. I also feel like it's going to be a lot of what today is. And not that I, I want it to be this way. It's just how the the slides fell. It's going to be a lot of you have those one or two really good teams at the top of the conference. Uh, what is it? The, the, is it the Pioneer? No, it's the New England Conference. That's next week or next show that I'm looking at going, ah, um, one team and then that's about it. Uh, I don't want it to be that way. It's just that is how it is. You mean the Northeast Conference? Yeah, whatever. Miss misnaming, incorrectly naming conferences today. The uh, neck, unfortunate. The neck is that okay? Do you prefer that? Got I wish not. we had LSU the to play us out with some neck to play right neck. now. <laughs> That's what I wish. All right, let's get out of here before we ruin the rest of this podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the Big South OVC preview. We are the big dudes in the trenches. Check us out again. And if you're on Twitch, stay with us because we're about to hit the Pioneer League. Stay right where you are. We'll be right back.